So Franz very helpfully, you know, just unpacked a bit of Joseph's um, life there and made it very individual for us and giving us some, some tools there as to how we can deal with the pressured situations that we have and the trials that we go through. So it's very practical, very helpful. I'd like to shift the gear in one sense um, because I want to sort of, what I want to say, I want to apply it more to, the, to you as a church. So, um, and uh, I've entitled this Be, D- Be Dreamers, okay? So if we have a look at the 42nd chapter of Genesis, and uh, never realized how difficult it is with a mic and a Bible. I've <laughs> Here we go. So verse 6, it says, Now Joseph was the governor of the land, the one who sold grain to all the people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. Ooh, that's got a ring from many, many years ago. As Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, and he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from, he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then, then he remembered his dreams about them, and he said to them, You are spies. You have come to see if our land is unprotected. No, no, Lord, they answered. Your servants have come to buy food. Uh, we are the sons of one man. Your servants, are, your servants are honest men, not spies. Let's put that down for a second. Um, where were you as a church four years ago? Where were you as a church two years ago? And where is God taking you now? Now, because I've been at Ashford now for four or five years, I know that four years ago, you were, it's fair to say, you were in one building, and you were trying to decide where you were going to place yourselves. So you're in a a decision, I remember that. And I remember God spoke words to you and helped you to, uh, to make a decision, as it were, his, you know, to make his decision, which was great. Two years ago, so you changed again, because two years ago, you went from one building to two buildings. You went from the building that you've got, and you went out into the school, and you started using the school. And again, that's part of God's plan. It's part of what God wants to be doing with you, because he is, is moving you out. And, and the school is very significant. The school bit is very significant. Um, because I do, I do feel that as a church, you have got, you've got a young heart, Okay, you've got a young heart as a church, and I believe that God wants to rekindle your youthfulness. And I believe he wants to, he wants, in a sense, he wants you to feel released to, uh, you know, to identify with young people. Now, that could come in all different forms. I mean, it's, it's a shift for, you, for yourselves, you know, but, I, you know, I, I don't know how it will pan out, what I'm saying here. But there is something about the fact that God has got young people that he's going to bring in, and it's not going to be you in one corner and them in another. It's going to be really interactive, that there's going to be something about you that they will be attracted to, and you'll be able to connect with them at their level. 
Now, for some of you, I believe this is going to be that you're going to have to look into more of social media, and you're going to have to look into more of the way that young people communicate these days, Facebook and, do you know what I mean, and uh, what other ones we've got, Twitters and <laughs> Snapchats and all kinds of things. Yes, yes, and some of you are looking at me blankly. Well, have a look at these things, okay? Start to use them. Have some fun with your, you know, have some fun amongst yourselves. Set up a WhatsApp. Have you come across the WhatsApp? Set up a, okay? Yeah, set, set up a WhatsApp. Get all your names on the WhatsApp, okay? Get all your addresses on the WhatsApp and send one another. You can send one another videos of yourself, uh, speaking, speaking, thing, speaking things. You can, it's, it's brilliant. You just pick out your phone, you just press the button on your phone, and you go, so, oh, hi, John. How's the drumming going, John? You know, I, yeah, ever heard of Cozy Powell? I just heard his name coming up, okay? You know, I just, I just yeah. Yeah, I've just, I've just been on YouTube, you know, I've just been on YouTube and I've been looking at drummers and I came across Cozy Power and I thought, wow, doesn't Cozy Power look like you, John? Okay? And then, <laughs> and then John will immediately just press the button and he sort of says, oh, hi, thanks for that. Yes, no, Cozy Power doesn't look like me. No, I look like more like... Yeah, who's? Herby Flowers, you see? Now, I'll have to go away and Google that one because I don't know about Herby Flowers. No, but have some fun. I believe God's saying have some fun and just, just experiment. Become more youthful in yourselves and I believe that's going to be a, that will be attractive and it will connect with young people. Um, God's plan is good. Get this. God's plan is good. All that God is doing in your lives as individuals and collectively as a church, it is good. He's not, he's not trying to hold you up. Right? He doesn't try to hold you up. He's not late. And he doesn't give in half measures. All right? he, he, he came through for Joseph. All right? But Joseph had to wait, wait 20 years. Something around that. 20 years. Okay? But then when God did deliver, he, he over-delivered. All right? I want to talk a little bit about the over-delivery that God does. Okay? This is because... When I asked you the question, where will you be in two, four, five, ten years' time, you can't tell me. You, you, you can't tell me. You, you might have, you might have an, you know, something there, but you can't tell me exactly the way that God is going to position you in two, four, ten years' time. Okay? But what God does do is that he gives you prophetic words. He gives you a stirring inside. He gives you desires. And he, he gives you his word and you're faithful to his word, and he uses all of these things to steer you, like he was with Joseph, to steer you to the place where you are ready for when God suddenly opens it up. Okay? So when those young people come through the door, you're ready. They come in, they sort of think, oh, gosh, these guys are youthful, aren't they? You know what I mean? They know about Twitter and all that. Okay? So Joseph had to wait 20 years, and in a moment he was released. He woke up one morning and he was just faithfully just uh, serving in the prison. And, uh, you know, hi, you know, going around all, all the cages as it were, you know, hi, you know, hi how are you doing, Joe? How are you doing? Hey, Bill, how are you doing? All right? Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden the guards march in. Joseph, you're coming with us. You're coming to Pharaoh. Goodness me. He didn't see that coming at all. All right? And so he must have been wondering, ooh, what's going what's to happen? You know, I mean, suddenly they're, they're washing him down, they're shaving his head. Because apparently he had to have his head shaven before he went before Pharaoh. And so it took a few hours, and he must have been wondering what's going to happen in this time. Okay? And as Fran has already said, when he got to Pharaoh, he was so 
God had done such a work in him, he, he, he wasn't fearful. In the, you know, he just trusted God completely. And God just put the words in his mouth. And, uh, and he never went back. He never went back to prison. He woke up in the morning. By dinner time, he was a free man. And not only was he a free man, but God was starting to unroll the next plan, the next phase he had for him. So be ready, church, for the suddenness of God. If you will be faithful, if you will be faithful with what God is saying to you, if you will look and strain almost to hear what God is saying, if you'll embrace the prophetic that God gives you through various ways that he brings the prophetic to you, if you'll embrace it and look at it and, and, you know, and you know, piece it together like jigsaw puzzles and sort of say, well, look, it looks as if we're going, you know, and just keep going for it, keep going for it. You'll be ready for the suddenness when God opens things up for you. And, um, and that's as individuals as well, because God's speaking to you about things as individuals. Okay? So, God will be faithful. So, uh, he, Joseph tried to get himself out of prison at one time, didn't he? When he gave the interpretation to the dreams, and, uh, and he said to the cupbearer, um, he said, please remember me, because I shouldn't be here. You know, poor old me, poor old me. Okay? So he tried to get himself out, out of prison at that particular time. Remember me to Pharaoh. And it appeared that he didn't. He, f- he forgot about him. That's what it says. It says he says, the cupbearer forgot about him. But then two years later, this was the right time. Dreams to Pharaoh. The cupbearer suddenly remembers. Oh, how convenient. How convenient. The cupbearer suddenly remembers. You know, oh, I remember that guy two years ago who gave that fantastic word and it came true. Okay. No, God even planned that. Okay. So God plans everything around you. He even plans people to, to say things to you at certain times, okay? So this is wonderfully releasing just to know that God's in charge all the time. Do you know what I mean? And God even allows people to say things to you sometimes which are not very nice. And they grate with you because he's teaching you patience. He's teaching you grace, okay? So, but God's in charge of everything, okay? So the cupbearer suddenly remembered. Now, Joe was elevated... Joseph, sorry. sorry. I mustn't get too familiar. <laughs> I mean, I mean he's, a, he's quite high up now, isn't he? <laughs> when he was in prison, that's all right. Joe. You know, I, but now he's, he's got gold all over him. So Sir Joseph <laughs> was elevated. And now, and <laughs> I mean, it was, must have been amazing to suddenly be in charge of all these things. You know, that Pharaoh sort of says, you're my man. You're my man. Now I'm going to put you in charge of everything. You're going to be, uh, you'll be second in, in the, my kingdom. You know, there'll be nobody more powerful than, the, there'll be nobody more powerful except me, Pharaoh was saying. And that's incredible, isn't it? To go, whoa, do you mean, how do you handle that? Well, he seems to have handled it quite well. Joseph seems to have handled it very well, and he's administered, and he's been faithful. That's one of the things that God has done in Joseph, is he's made him faithful. He's made him faithful in whatever God has put in front of him, okay? And that's what God's got for us as, as, as individuals and as a church. Be faithful to what God has put in front of you until God opens up the suddenness for you, okay? So Joseph had been faithful, but the interesting thing is, here's a question for you. Why? With all his power that he had, with all these men at his command, all throughout the region, why did he never go and find his father? 
why did he never even get one of his servants as a messenger to go into Canaan and to see whether the family still existed? Because it's very clear that when the family turned up, he had forgotten them. You know, that he, you know, he was surprised. So he obviously, with all the power that he knew, and he had to know what was going on all around the kingdom. He had to know in order to, to facilitate the storing of this grain to make sure that people weren't stealing it and do you know what I mean? to make sure it's going to be distributed in the right way. And uh, do you know what I mean? He would have had armies and soldiers. He would, do you know what I mean? He would have commanded respect and authority. He, why? Why did he not just send one man out on a horse? Well, it wouldn't have camel was, <laughs> to, to find out. Well, we've got a little hint here, haven't we, in that passage that I just read. Because it says that when they came to him and, sp and bowed down to him, bing, he remembered the dreams. So it appears that he forgot the dreams. Even though God had been using him to interpret dreams, even though God powerfully used him to interpret Pharaoh's dream, it says here, he'd forgotten the dreams. And, and so this was a real surprise to him. He'd forgotten the dreams. And so he had to kind of suddenly deal with this. <gasps> My goodness, God spoke about this when I was a boy. He spoke about this when I was a young boy. This is now, now coming to pass. And so he had to handle all of this. And suddenly... You know, the whole thing about, what do I feel to, towards these brothers? Do you mean, these are my brothers. Do you mean, and so he had to face that, you know, being able to forgive them. And we haven't got time to read into it, but it's a, it's a wonderful way in which Joseph forgave his brothers. But God had an overarching plan, okay? God had a plan that he was going to take um, Jacob and Israel to the to the next level. They were going to take them out of their captivity, so to speak, out of captivity of famine, and going to bring them center stage. So they suddenly, just like Joseph, they experienced going from nothing, because they had nothing at all. They were, they were dying. It says, we're going to die if we don't go to Egypt. Okay? So he took them from a dying stage, and he took them to Egypt, where they now were being set up as a, as a nation there, and it says that they were given masses of wealth by the Egyptians. Pharaoh gave them the best places to live. He gave them, uh, you know, animals. He gave them wealth, you know, whatever, whatever they have as wealth there. I mean, whether it's buckets of oil or whatever, they had it. So they now experienced what Joseph had gone through. So exactly what Joseph had gone through, prison, nothing, suddenly wealth and position that's exactly happened. And so God planned this, but Joseph hadn't seen it. He hadn't seen that that's what God was doing until he suddenly remembered the prophetic dream. He suddenly remembered what God had said to him. And then all of a sudden, it was coming into place. So Joseph suddenly had to realign himself because he was obviously very comfortable. He was very comfortable where he was, very secure. And uh, he obviously had forgotten about his family. But now God says, right, Joseph, now you've got to play your part, okay? So now you are, here you are. So he played his part. And one of the things that Joseph did, which was very instrumental, was that he said to his brothers and the family, he said, would you say to Pharaoh that you are shepherds? Because shepherds are despised by the Egyptians, 
and you will then be able to be kept together. You won't be because Pharaoh was going to break them up and use them all around the kingdom. But if you were kept as shepherds, you could be kept in your own area. And so Joseph saw, so God used Joseph to be instrumental in keeping God's people together and not dispersing them throughout Egypt, but keeping them together where they could grow and they would grow into a, a nation. So that God had a plan right from the very beginning. Okay? So, and God wants to say to you that he is, um, he's able to use every circumstance that's around you. So we have that very, very famous um, quote in the Bible here where Joseph says to his brothers, you meant this for evil, but God meant this for good. Okay? Now, that was a releasing word. That was a powerful releasing word, not only for Joseph, but for the people, for his brothers. And it's a releasing word for you as well because people have betrayed you, people have ensnared you, people have frustrated you, Okay, you know, situations have frustrated you. Situations haven't turned out the way that you thought. Do you know what I mean? And, but just see, people may have meant it for evil. Pe people may have meant it for bad. People may have betrayed you. But God intends it for good. God intends it for good. And when you embrace that, when you embrace God's faithfulness, then you can see the fulfillment of what God wants to do with you. You don't stay, as Fran's already been saying, you don't stay in this negative. You're moving into God's positive promises, his provision. Okay? So we're just coming to the end now. All right? So, what God would say to you is, start dreaming. Okay? Start dreaming. Start recording down your desires. All right? And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to be very proactive with this. I do like proactive stuff. Okay? We've had it yesterday, and that was great. Thank you for, for doing that, because I feel that there was a release for, for many of you in that. But I want you to be proactive. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you to get out your new book that I t told you about. Get out your new book. Okay? And what I want you to do, we're just going to spend a bit, a bit of time in God's presence. Okay? And I want you to be writing down the dreams and desires that God has given you. All right? Now, we don't want to rush this, okay? Because this, this could be very transforming for you as an individual and transforming as a church, okay? Is what dreams has God given you in the past? What has he stirred you about? Do you know what I mean? You know, you know, the, you know well, God will speak to you about it, okay? But where may you have left that to one side? Like Joseph where may you have you forgotten about it now and you just put it on the back burner, okay? But I believe God's saying, come on, rekindle the dreams. Write down on, the, on your new book things which you remember from the past, things which God has used you for in the past, you know, where you felt alive, where you felt invigorated, where you felt that you, that's what I'm, you know, that's what I love doing. You know, that's what I'm called to do. Do you know what I mean? That's where I feel at ease. Do you know what I mean? I love partnering. I love doing that, you know, you know. Derek was here just a minute ago. Do you mean I love doing camp? I love doing camp with young people. Do you mean write loads of things down, okay? And then also we'll ask God to give you new things. We'll ask God to give you some new dreams, some new desires of things which He may want to do with you in the future. So, in conclusion, okay, five things that God is saying for you to do during this time of transition during this pit time, as it were, your time of transition, people in transition, God is saying, 
Number one, embrace the trials that come your way. Okay? He was saying that yesterday, wasn't he? So we're kind of bringing it all together now. So embrace the trials that come your way. Because if you embrace them and look for God's provision in them, then you'll, it'll be like a ladder. It'll be like a stepping stones going up. Okay? But there'll be God's stepping stones. There won't be you getting yourself out of. So number two is look for God's provision in it. So look for God's provision in whatever difficult circumstances you may come up against. And allow him to give you the promise again. Allow him to speak to you. So this is what I want to do with you. Do you know what I, mean? I, want, I want to use you in this area. Okay? It's not that I want you to run away from this. I want, you, I want this to transform you and to change you into a different person. Okay? Number three. Be faithful. I've already said that, haven't I? Be faithful to whatever you've got at the moment that God has called you to do. And just be faithful in it and keep serving. Number four, be ready. Okay? So be ready for that, that day when something suddenly happens, God opens up the door, suddenly somebody bring, God brings somebody to you and asks you to give an account of the hope that you have within you, that you're ready to give an answer, that you're ready with it. Okay? That you're not sort of in the back of the room nursing wounds, okay? but you're allowing God, but you're full of the joy of God. Okay? And lastly, what I've just said again, keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. He wants you to be a dreamy church. <laughs> okay? Wow, God can do a lot with a church that has lots of dreams, you know, and they're really wanting to press, in, press into these dreams. Dreams and visions, isn't it? Okay. Okay. So let's just have a time when we're just waiting on God. Say. So what I invite you to do is, if you've got your new book or turn over a new page in your in your notebook. All right. Please don't underestimate the significance of this moment. Because things which you write down now can have profound effects in the future. Because if you're serious with God, I mean, God loves it when people are sort of saying, right, in faith, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at my dreams again. In faith, I'm going to write these down. Even though I've got a bit of hurt about it, I've got a bit of disappointment about these dreams from the past, but I'm going to write them down. Okay, so that God can use this to you know, provoke you, as it were, to sort of see, well, where is he taking you from here then? Okay? Right? So I'll just pray and then we'll... So, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come right now. Lord, we just invite you to stir our hearts as individuals, Lord, as to what you have made us for. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just reveal to us again, afresh, what the dreams and visions and desires are of our hearts. Because you fill us with godly desires. Lord, you, you, you've made us as individuals and we've got individual desires. We've got individual goals. 
So Holy Spirit, we want this to be your moment. So Lord, we just ask, would you just take this time now, Lord, and would you just speak into us what you want us to write down? So feel free to write down anything you can think of. Something you'd like to have done for God. Something you'd like to do for God. Something that excites you. Some area that excites you. Could be writing. Could be writing things down, sharing things. Could be making things. Could be studying God's word in a deeper way. Maybe that you're wanting to move more in the gifts of the Spirit. That you'd like to be able to prophesy more. You'd like to be more sensitive to His Spirit. I mean, these are all desires, godly desires. Speaking in tongues giving interpretations to tongues. God wants to release more tongues and interpretations. And Lord, I just ask now, Lord, that if there's anything you wanted to say to anybody about where you're taking them, Lord, would you bring it to their mind now, Lord, whether it's just a word or it's a phrase or a picture, Lord, would you just give it to their mind right now, Lord? There's something you may be saying about them for the future. Lord, we thank you for all these things that have been written down. We ask that you breathe on them. We ask that you breathe on them right now, Lord, that this Sunday morning at this camp, Lord, all these dreams and desires have been laid before you, Lord. Would you breathe life into them? Lord, would you cause over the next year or so, Lord, for these desires to be quickening, and developing, 
Lord, or shaping into something else, Lord, that you're, make, you're taking them from one place to another place, that these desires are to move on to something else. We just thank you, Lord, for your way in which you deal with us so wonderfully gently, so wonderfully faithfully, Lord. And what I suggest you do is that um, you regularly look at those. <laughs> so when you get back, you know, t tomorrow, have a look at them again. You know, on a Sunday morning when Steve's preaching and it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. Oh, you've got a fan here, Steve. <laughs> I was only, I'm only joking because I, like, I know you like that kind of humor. Yeah, no, Steve's brilliant. It's wonderful. But... When he's preaching, you could be flicking through and have a look at the promises, and maybe as Steve is preaching, he'll start to speak into those desires that you've got. In fact, I say that's what's going to happen. That, that will happen, that as you have preaching going on during this next year, those desires will be quickened. Preachers, as it were, teachers, will say things, and it will quicken those words. You sort of say, yeah, that's talking right into what I wrote about you know, before God. Okay, I want to take action on this. I want to move on this. I want to see where God's taking me with this. Okay. Adrian, um, there was a picture that I'd asked. Are you able to, to get that up? That'd be fantastic. Um, God, was, God was speaking to me about you, and he says that there's such a diversity and richness about you that you've come from different different spheres, different backgrounds, different denominational backgrounds, you know, different areas of career, and God's been shaping you on your journey, just like he was shaping Joseph, and he's brought you together. And I felt that I saw this picture on Friday evening, I saw this, no, I beg your pardon, it was Saturday morning, that I saw a picture of, of a boat which had been put together with choice pieces of wood. And so you, are, you individuals are all the different parts of the boat. And it's all slotting together. And this is a strong boat. Right? This is a strong boat. And uh, it will float well. And it's built to contain, it's built to go on, on a journey it's built to take people places. And, I've, and I feel that God is building well with you. And as you notice on here, on the picture, it hasn't yet got the masts up. hasn't yet got the sails up. Okay? Because that's relatively new and the last thing that happens is that they kind of put the masts up. They don't put the sails up while they're still building the hulk. Okay? And I just feel that God is going to be bringing you into the... A new season where you'll have the prominence of the, your masts going up and your rigging going up. There'll be a tying, to, tying together more with your purpose. And, and I just feel that um, there is a grandeur. You can't, you can't see what that boat will look like unless God gives you the ability to see it. But, I beg your pardon, you, 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 you can in your imagination. You could imagine that with tall masts going out of the top of the picture, really, really tall, 
big, big sails that go out onto either side of the boat. Just massive. Just absolutely massive and grand. And God's doing that in you. So he's built the hulk together. You're floating, okay? You're fine. And God is building onto you big masts. Now, I don't know. don't know quite what the masts would, might be. They may be significant. But I think what is important is the fact that God is reshaping you in the sense that he's taking you to the next phase. He's taking you now to be equipping you for getting ready for moving out um, for your adventure that you're having with God. And he's going to be bringing in more, more to build in. So I feel that you know, as you pray for people to be saved, I believe that God's going to save people who are not necessarily young in the faith, not young in um, character. That God's going to save people who are mature in character. And when they come, they will, in, in a few months, they'll, they'll be prominent. Prominent. Okay? So you may you have some that will come to the church, and you don't have to spend years and years and years. You just have to spend a few months, and they're ready. And, and they've already got a, a mission field, as it were, and you'll be able to support that mission field. Okay? So just be looking for all the rigging that God's going to bring to you. Okay? I felt God had a word, word for you. <laughs> I just, just put, on, put on your...